السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمدا رسول الله أشهد أن محمدا رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله The brothers move forward, please, to make space for everybody that's going to decide. In alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu ta'ala wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyaati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالًا كثيرًا ونساءً واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وبعد فيا أيها المسلمون Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He privileged us the ummah of Muhammad alayhi salatu wa salam by sending us to him Muhammad ibn Abdullah as a prophet as a messenger a messenger to whom he gave guidance and that messenger, indeed, he conveyed that guidance. And he was trustworthy. He was amin, loyal and trustworthy in that guidance that he gave, in that advice, that nasiha that he offered. There is no form of good except that he invited us towards it, directed us towards it. And there isn't any evil except that he warned us against it. And he strove in that regard. He strove in the path of Allah, calling to Allah, <coughs> advising, giving nasiha to the ummah. Up until yaqeen came to him, up until certainty came to him, i.e. up until death 
came to him. And from the advice, from the nasa'ah, from the nasiha that the Messenger of Allah والسلام, gave, from the completion and the perfection of his ability to advise, of his, of his, his ability to counsel his ummah, was that he والسلام, was granted jawami'ul kalim. He was granted concise speech, brief speech, speech and statements that are few as far as the wordings are concerned. But as far as the meaning of those statements of his are concerned, then that meaning is profound, that meaning is great. Jawami'ul kalim, brief and concise speech, words that are few, but the meaning that is contained therein is great and is mighty. And among those jawami'il kalim that the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam uttered was that statement of his that has been recorded by Imam Al-Tirmidhi in his sunan in a narration declared sahih by Imam Al-Albani from the hadith of Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala an when the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam said ittaqillaha haythuma kunta have taqwa of Allah, observe piety before Allah, fear Allah wherever you are. Ittaqillaha haythu ma kunta, wa atbi'i sayyiyata al-hasanata tamhuha, wa khaliqin nas bi khuluqin hasan. Fear Allah wherever you are, and follow up an evil deed with a good deed, and it will wipe it away, and interact with others in a goodly manner. This great and mighty hadith of our messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, its words are no doubt few. Its words are few in number. But the meaning that this hadith contains, the directives that this hadith contains, the advice that this great and mighty narration carries, it is indeed azim, it is great. For indeed this hadith, this narration, this advice that the messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam offered, in it are the usul of mu'amala. In it are the foundations, the rules of how to interact, of how to behave. Al-mu'amala ma'allah, kayfa takun? Your mu'amala with Allah, how it should be. Mu'amalatuka ma'a nafsik. Mu'amala, the dealing and the interaction that you should have towards your own self, how it should be. Wa mu'amala ma'al khalq. And likewise, how you should deal, how you should behave, how you should interact with the rest of creation. As for your mu'amalah with Allah, your dealing with Allah, your interaction with Allah, then Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam based it upon taqwa. He based it upon piety. I.e. that regardless of where you are, your mu'amalah with Allah, your dealing with Allah, your relationship with Allah should be based upon taqwa. Regardless of where you are, you should be conscious of the fact that Allah is watching you. Regardless of where you are, you should be conscious, bearing in mind that Allah is seeing you and that Allah is well aware of what you do. Whether it is in open or whether it is in secret, whether it is in private or whether it is in public. Be continuously conscious 
of the fact that your Lord, He is seeing you. That your Lord, He hears you. That your Lord, nothing that you do is hidden from Him. Having that taqwa of Allah and that muraqabah of Allah in night and in day. Having that muraqabah of Allah, whether it is the case that you are with people or outside and hidden from the eyes of people. Being continuously observant of the fact that Allah is seeing you. Because Allah Jalla wa ala, nothing is hidden from him. He sees the black ant creeping on top of the black rock. In the middle of the depths of the dark and gloomy black night. Rather he sees the blood that is traveling in the body of that tiny little ant. Every single part of that body, Allah Jalla wa ala, is aware of it and he sees it. Likewise your actions, likewise your statements. Likewise, what you hold in your heart, Rabbuna Jalla wa Ala, He is aware of it and He sees that. If it is the case that your relationship with Allah is based upon this muraqabah, based upon this consciousness of Him watching you, then that is what your relationship with Allah should be based upon. That is how your relationship with Allah will become fruitful. As Al Alama Ibn Al Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, the muraqabah of Allah. Being conscious of the fact that Allah sees you and is watching you. Nothing brings about such love of Allah, such fear of Allah, such hope in Allah, such shame and shyness in front of Allah as much as muraqabah brings about. As much as being conscious of Allah brings about. So that is the first matter. That your relationship with Allah should be based upon taqwa. Based upon taqwa, i.e., Conscious of the fact that Allah is watching you. Such consciousness that you abstain from what Allah has prohibited you from. And that you enact and that you execute the command that Allah Jalla has commanded you with. As for the second part of this narration. When the messenger says, kunta, Fear Allah wherever you are. Then after that he says, Follow up an evil deed with a good deed and it shall wipe it away. That is how your mu'amalah with yourself should be. That is how you should behave with yourself. Because when it is the case that our relationship with Allah should be based upon taqwa, at the same time upon us is to realize that every single one of us, every single human being, by the fact that he is a human being, is prone to error, is prone to making mistakes is prone to committing sin. As the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam said, Kullu bani Adam All of the sons of Adam, they make mistakes. All of the sons of Adam commit sin. But the best of those who make mistakes are those who repent. So we're conscious of the fact and we're aware of the fact that we, by our nature, we are prone to error, prone to sinning. And thus the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, he says, Follow up an evil deed with a good deed and it shall wipe it away. Good deeds, they will wipe away your sins. You commit a sin, follow it up with a righteous action. It will wipe it away. As Allah jalla wa ala, he has said in his book, Inna sayyat yudhib inna al-hasanati yudhibna sayyat Indeed, good deeds wipe away, do away, get rid of the evil deeds. Do you know, Ya Abdullah, as to why this ayah was revealed? Inna al-hasanat 
evil indeed good deeds they wipe away and they do away with evil deeds in the two sahihs of Imam al-Bukhari wa Muslim from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud he made a mention of a man who had kissed a woman and this woman it was haram for him to kiss her after he had done so and after he had become filled with remorse because of this sin that he had committed he approached the messenger of Allah والسلام, and he had informed him as to what he had committed of the sin of kissing the woman the woman that was haram for him to kiss then the ayah was revealed this ayah within which Allah says indeed hasanat they wipe they do away with evil deeds so then the man, the man he said to the messenger of Allah والسلام, was this ayah revealed for me is it specifically just for me the hukum the ruling that this ayah contains of having good deeds wipe away evil deeds is that specific to me the messenger of Allah والسلام, he said he said no rather for the entirety of my ummah for the entirety of my nation for all of the Muslims Al-Imam Ibn Qayyim he said that in this life there are three rivers there are three rivers in this life whoever purifies himself cleanses himself washes himself with these three rivers then indeed he will become pure he will become cleansed he'll become clean clean from what pure from what cleansed from what cleansed from sins three rivers in this life if you purify yourself with these rivers then you'll become purified one river is the river of hasanat good deeds why because good deeds wipe away your sins cleanse you of your sins another river that you can purify yourself with in this life is a tawbah and nusuha repentance sincere repentance to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as for the third river that ibn al-qayyim makes a mention of then that is the masaib, the calamities, the, the trials and the afflictions that afflict the believer in this life. Those calamities and those tragedies, they wipe away his sins. Therefore, among the greatest of deeds by which our sins can be wiped away is turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance. As Allah jalla wa ala, he has said in his book, قُلْ لِعِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Say to my slaves that have transgressed against themselves. How have they transgressed against themselves? By sinning against themselves. قُلْ لِعِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ Say to my slaves that have transgressed against themselves. لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Don't despair in the mercy of Allah. Indeed Allah he forgives all sins. Indeed Allah he is the most forgiving, the most merciful. So that is the second asal from these three usul. These three principles and foundations of mu'amala that the Messenger of Allah mentioned to us in this hadith. The first is mu'amala with Allah. How should it be? It should be based upon taqwa. The second is your mu'amalah with yourself your interaction your dealing your behavior with it with yourself 
What should that be based upon? It should be based upon good deeds, engaging in good deeds, because those good deeds wipe away sins. And from the greatest of good deeds is seeking forgiveness from Allah Jalla wa'ala and turning to Him in repentance. As for the third mu'amala that the Messenger of Allah والسلام, made a mention of, that is when He said, and interact with everybody else, behave with everybody else in a goodly manner. Have good manners with everybody else. Have good etiquettes with everybody else. And what is the barbit in that regard? What is the main point in that regard? How do you determine as to whether or not your interactions with others, your behavior with others is good? That is based upon another narration of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, When he said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه None of you truly believes up until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. None of you truly believes up until he loves for his brother what he loves for him, for him own self. So ask yourself. The mu'amala, the way that I deal with my Muslim brother, is that how I would like to be dealt with? The way that I deal with my mother, the way that I deal with my father, the way that I deal with my child, the way that I deal with my teacher, my student, is that how I would like to be dealt with if I was the father, if I was the mother, if I was the wife, if I was a child? Your relationship with others should be should be based upon how you want to be treated your own self. None of us likes to be treated with ghish. None of us likes to be treated with cheat and deceit. None of us like to be tricked and duped. Therefore, don't trick anybody else. Don't dupe anybody, anybody else. Nobody likes to be talked to in a harsh manner, in a stern manner, in a coarse manner, in an evil manner. Therefore, you, Ya Abdullah, if it's the case that you don't like to be talked to in such a manner, then don't talk to others in such a manner. Likewise, khaliqin nas bi hasan. Interact with others in a goodly manner. Aqulu qawli hadha, astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa lisairi al-muslimin, fastaghfiruhu, innahu huwa al-ghafurur rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi al-kareem Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Faya ayuhal muslimun This great and mighty narration Of our messenger alayhi salatu wa salam When he said Ittaqillaha haythu ma kunta Fear Allah regardless of where you are Wa atbi'i sayyiat al-hasanata tamhuha and follow up an evil deed with a good deed, it will wipe it away. And interact with others in a goodly manner. Our need for this advice of Al-Mustafa alayhi salatu wasalam, our need for it is greater than our need for food, greater than our need for water, greater than our need for air. Why? Because this narration and this advice that he offered, he offered it to someone that was greater than all of us put together.
more virtuous than all of us put together. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam directed these three Jummah, these three statements to a man who was more knowledgeable than every single one of us put together. This narration, this advice, this hadith, these statements of our messenger, they were directed to none other than Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Mu'adh ibn Jabal who was in his knowledge himself a Jabal, a mountain of knowledge himself. Rather Mu'adh ibn Jabal on Yawm al-Qiyamah he shall be raised amongst the ulama. Mu'adh ibn Jabal on Yawm al-Qiyamah he shall be at the head of the ulama. So if anybody was free of having any need of these three statements, this advice from the Messenger of Allah والسلام, then before us it would have been Mu'adh ibn Jabal. Yet in spite of that, the Messenger of Allah والسلام, says to Mu'adh, Fear Allah wherever you are. Follow up an evil deed with a good deed, it will wipe it away. And interact with others with good manners. If it is the case that Mu'adh ibn Jabal didn't need that advice, if it is the case that we don't need that advice, then Mu'adh ibn Jabal, he would have been the first of people not having any need of that advice. But the Messenger of Allah والسلام, directed it to that great and mighty noble companion. If it was directed it, if it was the case that it was directed to him, and if it is the case that he was not free of, any, of having any need of that advice, then it goes without saying that each and every single one of us have to bear in mind, have to be conscious, have to implement these three pieces of advice from the Messenger of Allah that man that did not speak from his own desire, but rather it was revelation that was conveyed to him when he said, Fear Allah wherever you are. Fear Allah wherever you are. And follow up an evil deed with a good deed, it will wipe it away and interact with others in a goodly manner. وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكون من الخاسرين ربنا ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين وقيم الصلاة